Hello, everyone. Welcome to our listeners in the Big Apple from across the U.S. and around the world. I'm Jeff Goodman, and you've tuned into Rediscovering New York. Professionally, I'm a real estate broker with Brown Harris Stevens, but our show is not a show about real estate. Rediscovering New York is a weekly program celebrating New York City, its history, its texture, its vibe, its uniqueness. And we do it through interviews with historians, local business owners, nonprofit organizations, preservationists, local musicians and artists, and the occasional elected official. On some shows, we bring you an individual New York neighborhood. We bring it to life. We explore its history, its current energy. What makes that particular New York neighborhood special? On some shows, like tonight's, we showcase an interesting and vital color of the city that's not focused on one particular neighborhood. On prior episodes, we've covered topics as diverse and illuminating as American presidents who came from, lived in, or had some interesting history here in New York. We've looked at the history of women activists in the suffrage movement, the history of different immigrant communities. We've looked at the history of the city's LGBT community and the gay rights movement. We've explored bicycles. They've been here for 200 years. We've looked at the history of punk and opera. We've visited our public library systems. We've visited the subway and its public art. We visited some of our greatest train stations and even some of our bridges, just to name a few. After the broadcast, you can catch each show on podcast. We're on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Podcast, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and some other services who carry our feed. Tonight is actually a special episode. We're going to talk about New York uh, in sort of general terms, but specifically within the realm of touring and virtual tours. We bring to New York, we bring New York to you uh, on audio. But there are some great companies that bring the best of New York to their audiences uh, through live events and through virtual events. And tonight we're going to focus on the state of virtual events and some touring companies one and a half years into the pandemic and what the future holds for this uh, uh, new development in the industry. My first guest is no stranger to rediscovering New York. He's Justin Rivers. Justin is the chief experience officer and lead tour guide for Untapped New York. It used to be called Untapped Cities. Justin started his career as a New York City middle school English language teacher on the Lower East Side, and he got his start in this business by dragging his students to historic sites across the city. He became co-creator of The Wonder City. It's a graphic novel that reimagines New York City's entire history. He was also the playwright and producer of The Eternal Space. It's an off-Broadway play that's centered on the demolition of New York City's Penn Station. That, by the way, is one of the offerings of Untapped New York. It's with this production and one simple tweet that he fell head over heels for Untapped New York, whom he partnered with for his remnants of the Penn Station tour. Along with his role as chief experience officer, Justin is the founding director of the Character Connection Initiative. It's a nonprofit organization that connects character education and mindfulness to middle school curricula. He's also creator and lead tour guide for some, for some of Untapped New York's popular tours, including the underground tour of the subway, the remnants of Dutch New Amsterdam, the secrets of the Brooklyn Bridge, the remnants of the World's Fair tour in Flushing Meadow, the secrets of Coney Island, maritime history of New York, the hidden gems of Rafael Guastavino, and the art in the New York City subway. Justin Rivers, it's always great to have you back to Rediscovering New York. Welcome back. 
Jeff, always a pleasure. And I realize now why we always run out of time during my segment, because my bio is 17 minutes long. We really need to shorten it. <laughs> I do need to shorten it, but it's so wonderful to, to read all of your accomplishments and all of your commitments. Thank you. Thank I you. haven't had the heart to cut it down, but I'll, I promise you the next time you're on the show, I'll do that. No, no, no. It's my fault. I sent it to you. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but no, always good to be here, Jeff. Thank you for having me. It's always good to have you. Um, uh, I always like to ask, ask our guests if they're from the New York area. You haven't been on the show in a while. Uh, you are originally from the New York area, aren't you? I am, yeah. So I was born uh, 25 minutes outside of New York in Hackensack, New Jersey. Uh, and as I always say, don't hold that against me. But then uh, I lived in New Jersey until I was 18 and uh, moved to the Bronx to go to school at Fordham and never came back. So. Oh, and we've had you on our Fordham show, and I don't That's remember right. the exact number. Fordham. That was a lot of fun. But it was uh, it was a show from April and it is available on podcasts, which our listeners can listen to. It was a fun show. It was. Um, what was your career and business path, Justin, that led you to where you are right now at Untap New York, specifically illuminating the city and the best of it in the tours that you create and host and lead? Yeah. So, I mean, as you already mentioned, I started out as an English language arts teacher on the Lower East Side right out of college. I was 22 and um I had a bunch of sixth, seventh, and eighth graders who were completely bored with social studies and history. And I was like, guys, you live in the most history dense area of the country. Let's get out and experience, you know, the fence at Bowling Green. And I started taking them all around and they really liked it. And they were pretty tough customers, all those kids. So I was like, I really enjoy this. Um, but it from there, I was writing plays because I had been a playwright at, at, in college and in high school. And the Penn Station play got picked up. And in 2015, 2014, 2015, I had been a big fan of untapped cities. You know, Michelle was running the magazine component at that point. And I reached out to Michelle Young, our founder, and I said, hey, you know what? I've got an idea, just some crazy thing about, you know, guerrilla marketing for the show. How about we do a Penn Station tour? And I thought she was going to completely be like, this guy's kooky. Like, don't never wrote me back. She did immediately and said, let's do it. And that's how I fell into this. That's exactly how it all started um, with uh, with Penn and with a simple tweet and then an email. Well, there's a difference between providing content for a content provider who says, hey, you have a cool idea or a great idea. Let's let's incorporate that, that into our offerings. Yeah. How did you become a principal at Untap New York? What what how did what was that? What was that like? So, you know, I came in at a time when it was just basically editorial. I think uh, Michelle was partnering with the Woolworth building to get the Woolworth tour. And that was one of the first experiences Untapped started offering. Uh, and then Michelle married her wonderful husband, Augustin Pasquet, who was in marketing for L'Oreal. And he had said, you know, let's expand the company. Uh, and in expanding the company, he said, let's do experiences that go along with the editorial. And I stepped in and apparently this pen tour was just blowing up all over the place. And I, I didn't even realize what I was doing. I was bringing people <laughs> around pen and showing them the parts that I thought was great. And all of a sudden people were coming on the tour. And I don't know if you know Justin Ferrate, but Justin Ferrate, who was one of you know New York City's best tour guides for decades, came on the tour and he pulled me aside after the tour and he said, are you licensed? And I said, no. <laughs> And he said, get your license. I wrote the exam. Um, oh, I thought he was going to turn you in when he said you like. No, no, he was coming on the tour feverishly taking notes. The whole I'm time. joking, obviously. No, course. I know. And I thought so, too. I was like, oh, crap, this is it. The jig's up. I didn't even know about the DCA license. But um, he uh, he he inspired me. And then basically what happened was Untap said, do you have any other ideas for tours? And I said, yeah, I've got like mountains of research on other writing projects, the Wonder City, which you mentioned. I had done years of New York City research. And I said, I could turn these into tours. Um, and we started the Underground Subway, Dutch New Amsterdam, Coney Island, 
all came from those experiences. And I, I developed all the tours. I started leading all the tours and then they got big. I needed to train people to give the tours. And that's how I became a principal. Michelle and Augustine said, you know, we'd like you to be co-owner. We'd like you to grow with us in the company. Uh, and this was about six or so years ago. And I said, yeah, of course, I, and I'd love to. Well, I'm a little angry because you've never officially invited me to any of the content. Actually, everyone, that's not true. Uh, 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 Justin has. I just not have taken advantage of. of yeah, one I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, and, and and you know the one the uh, the one I want to go on first is the pen, is the is the remnants of Penn Station. You gotta come. So, you gotta come on it. It's well, we'll talk offline about dates. You know, but yeah. usually, you know, being in the real estate business, I work on weekends, and that's you know right. on Saturdays. Right, you and know. being in the tour business, I work on weekends. weekends. So, yeah. Right, right. So uh, I should try to do that sometime. <laughs> right. Um, but but let's talk about the lay of the land and untapped New York. I haven't asked you about this before because when you're on the show, we usually talk about like the neighborhood, but now we're talking right. about about um, about the business of bringing New York to life for people. Yeah. Um, you have at least three different components in the business. You have an online magazine, you have your insiders, and I'm proud to be an insider, everyone. Right. So I'm, you know, I, uh, I walk the walk when it comes to untapped New York. And you also have public tour programming. Do you want to talk about each of the components and, and how prior to COVID they have sort of supported each other and, 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 lend it a hand and help to, to expand the business? Yeah, sure. Um, I, you know, the, something I didn't mention in my bio was I was doing blog writing for New York blogs as well in the early mid two thousands or so. Uh, you see, we that, have to expand your bio. We, can't yeah, no, 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 we do not have to. Uh, I, I, I was, I was lead writer for a blog called uh, Efton Park Slope and they used the full expletive by the way, uh, and, which was a great, uh, it was a great blog to write for. And I enjoyed uh, New York based editorial. That's how I became fans of Untapped uh, Cities. And Untapped Cities was its own self-sustaining magazine for many years. And then, you know, realizing the lay of the land with how, you know, revenue streams for online publications were not working very well. Uh, Untapped decided to keep the magazine alive, which was a passion project for Michelle. We needed to generate revenue. And of course, revenue in the tourism industry in New York is, you know, pre-COVID and I think even now and post-COVID will be, you know, a huge revenue stream. And um, so we decided to start turning the editorial into live experiences. So what came first was the magazine, which still is robust and going today. Then we did public tours. Basically, anybody in the country can book a, a, an Untapped Cities tour for, you know, weekends or weekdays. Uh, any of the ones that you mentioned were still running, Secrets of Grand Central Terminal, um, Underground Subway, all of those are out in the world again. But then uh, I think it was three and a half years ago, we decided we really wanted to start a subscriber service that got New Yorkers, New York-based people into behind the scenes events, into you know restaurants to do tastings at different places, to go to new bars that were opening, to get tours of you know new buildings that were opening or renovations. And we call that Insiders. And Insiders is a monthly subscription base where anybody can join for its uh, virtuals, 10 bucks a month, 15 bucks a month for virtual and in-person, but we'll talk about that because that wasn't always the case. Um, and uh, you get access at least once or twice a week to different events throughout New York, uh, which are behind the scenes. And uh, it's been it's been awesome. I'm going to have to upgrade my membership. I started out at the $10 a month uh, service and I haven't gotten any invitations to live events lately. I'm sure also because of the pandemic, but we, we can, uh, uh, that's a good jumping off point to talk about. Well, when did you, the, the pandemic or more specifically, you know, how, when we stopped interacting with each other, um, yeah. it started 17 months ago, almost to the day. Well, I mean, 17 months ago was St. Pat's Day in, in, in 2020. 
uh, it was the second week coming to the, into the third week of March. When did, did Untap New York decide to start hosting virtual events? Uh, so it was interesting. We had just launched our Edge tour with Hudson Yards the week everything shut down because Hudson Yards, uh, the Edge opened and we were full steam in person. And then we realized within days, exponentially, people started canceling um, their reservations for tours. People weren't showing up. And then we went into lockdown that weekend uh, before St. Patrick's Day, uh, or actually that Sunday after St. Patrick's Day. And Michelle and Augustine and I immediately started meeting every day virtually and said, we've got to pivot. You know, if we're going to try to survive this, we've got to figure out what to do. And, you know, automatically we just said, all right, let's turn insiders into a virtual program to keep our insider subscriber base. Um, you know, we knew editorial wasn't going anywhere because editorial doesn't, it, it wasn't a, you know, a thing people had to risk their lives to go out and, you know, for a pandemic with, but um, we decided the, the focus was going to be on keeping the subscribers and turning everything digital. And we did that basically within seven days of the initial lockdown in March of 2020. Wow. Would you say, Justin, that the synergy of the different segments of Untapped New York pre-pandemic um, impacted the, the creation of your virtual events? Oh, completely. Yeah. Comple I mean, what we basically did was the lowest hanging fruit was uh, Justin turn the tours into virtual experiences as quickly as you can. Um, so that was sort of the phase one programming was take all Secrets of Grand Central, Underground Subway, anybody that we had who had a book coming out that was going to be an in-person book talk, pivot all these guys to virtual, throw them on Zoom, and we'll give them to the insiders and you know hope that the insiders will continue to support us and we'll continue to give them good programming. It's just going to be from our living rooms. And uh, that's what happened. Yeah. Was it just a matter of bringing a particular topic or subject that you would host a tour of into something, let's say, akin to a Zoom platform? Uh, would you say that you created something new? Um, I, you know, it, at the beginning, that's what it was. But then we started basically um, trying to hybridize experiences in not just having somebody sitting in front of a PowerPoint and doing a presentation. We decided that our guides who needed money, because we had a huge guide team that was out of work uh, within weeks. And we said, hey, if we give you a stabilizer, will you go out in the field and actually lead your tour with your phone and capture the experience? And then we'll live stream it in so that it feels like we're on a tour. Uh, and we had a bunch of guides who did a, a really great uh, you know, cadre of successful live stream tours on the street. Um, so we were giving a mix of virtual, what we call talks, and then live stream tours uh, by April or May of 2020. We had Ooh. pivoted as quickly as we could. So, Well, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, I want to ask you about some of those tours that you did early on in the pandemic. Sure. Uh, we're going to take a short break and be back in a moment. Have you ever thought of reinventing yourself? Are you looking to create a new life's journey? Hi, I'm Kevin Barbaro, host of Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 5, 8 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live to hear me and my guests from a variety of different backgrounds. As a former college coach and a current full-time actor and owner of multiple companies, my show is as eclectic as my life. That's Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. 
Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through Into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m., so tune in on Talk Radio NYC. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Can you believe this is episode 125? I can't believe it sometimes, but this is the 125th episode of Rediscovering New York and the special episode about the state of virtual tour events in New York a year and a half into COVID. My first guest is Justin Rivers. Justin is the chief experience officer and lead tour guide for Untapped New York. And right before the break, we were talking about the evolution of live events or the transformation of live events into, into virtual events. Justin, what, what were some of the first tours that you did that Untapped New York did when you went virtual or almost a year and a half ago? Uh, I am pretty sure. Well, I know the first first uh, I'll never forget it. The first program we did was our artist in residence, Aaron Assis, did actually a, a photo walkthrough of all of his installations around New York, which was a lot of fun. Uh, and then I think um, Penn Station. I did a remnants of Penn Station tour um, for the insiders, which I remember was really well attended. And I, you know, all of a sudden I got nervous. I'm like, oh, wait, people are really showing up. I, I wasn't sure if we were going to be talking to 10 people or five people or, uh, you know, and 100 and over 100 and some odd people came to that. And I was like, oh, wow, I have Zoom capacity for this. Um, and um, it was interesting because in the first couple of weeks of the virtual programming, I can't, a publication picked it up and, and ran it and said, you know, uh, experience tours from your couch at New York tours. And um, we doubled the amount of insiders within two weeks. All of a sudden, uh, people from all over the world joined on. We had people from London. We had people from Brazil. We had people from the West Coast. And um, they, uh, they're they still with us, which is great. But yeah, no, the, the, the original tours, Penn Station, Grand Central, the big New York programming was really, really popular. Mm. Well, part of what you offered on Tap New York are private tour experiences. Um, how have you been, a- or have you been able to do this uh, on a virtual level? And, and if you have, what what kind of tours have you been? Have you do you host for? for so so these are some of my most fun stories throughout the pandemic. It was really nice. People would reach out to us and say, "Hey, can we do a private virtual tour?" And I'd say, "Okay." And it was for every that we ran the gamut. So my first private virtual tour was a birthday party. 
um, for, you know, a mother who wasn't able to see her daughter turn, I believe it was 30, had decided to invite the family to a, to a Zoom tour and do a Grand Central tour. Uh, and we sang happy birthday to her. <laughs> and then, you know, she talked to everybody and said, hi, and thank you for coming. And, and then they're like, all right, Justin, do the tour. And I was like, all right. So then we did Grand Central and they did Q&A and it was great. Uh, I've done quite a few for corporations. So businesses have said, you know, we have these happy hours or these, you know, uh, staff developments and can you do them for our uh, employees and their families because they're all home and their families are home. So I was doing, you know, Secrets of Brooklyn Bridge for, you know, a corporation and the whole office and the kids are there and they're streaming them on their television. And uh, the kids would be asking questions, uh, you know, from these employees, kids, and it was great. I did, my favorite was, I think it was uh, s and I think did a happy hour uh, for Secrets of New York Food Edition. So I talked about all these like little secret food, New York tidbits, like the $10,000 martini. And um, uh, they all had- Was that at the Algonquin with the, with yes, the ring in it? Or? Algonquin, okay. right, right, right. And uh, with the ring in it. And um, they got to order dinner and they were eating dinner while I was talking about this stuff. And then I did like trivia with them and we gave away prizes and it was, you know, it was, it was a lot of fun. So the private experiences and they're still going strong um, women's groups. I, I give uh, private tours to a, um, a, a senior center in Inwood that have done a whole series of them. The AIA now is starting to do them. So it's, it's been very nice and gratifying and very sweet to have all these people still be interested in virtual programming. Oh, a past episode that you were on was we talked about coffee and tea in New York. Yes. Uh, and McNulty's is one of your favorite uh, retail establishments. Yes. Do you offer a private, uh, like a virtual coffee tour? Coffee yes. Shop tour? So Harvard, uh, Harvard University alumni group reached out and said, uh, could we do a virtual coffee hour with you? And I said, yeah, sure. I was like, that'll be great. So the idea was uh, I did my coffee tour virtually, the Greenwich Village based coffee tour, which we talked about on the show. And um, they brought their favorite type of coffee. And beforehand, everybody talked about what they were drinking and, you know, what they like. And, you know, um, and then I did the coffee tour and it was it was great. I did that twice. I did it for Harvard and I did it for uh, another group as well. You know, just talking about this, I can start to smell coffee. I know, right? I don't have so any yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> talk about what you call phase two of your pandemic programming. It's really interesting how Untap New York is sort of uh, uh, how you've done pandemic programming in phases. What's what's phase two? So phase two is trying to package pandemic programming uh, in a way that doesn't make it feel like pandemic programming. <laughs> so sort of turning it into. I got the idea, I'll back up for a minute. I got the idea because I got an email or our customer insiders at email got an email from a woman and we thought it was going to be a complaint because the title was up all night or losing sleep. And I went, oh boy, uh oh, that's not good. Uh, and opened it and she was like, I'm losing sleep because I'm binge watching everything in your archives because the insiders have every, every, every single virtual event we've done since day one is in an insider archive. You can watch all of them. And um, she was binge watching them. And then I got more emails from people binge watching these things. And I'm thinking to myself, I do them. I'm like, I don't know if I'd binge watch these. They're just me, you know, presentations. People love them. So what we decided to do was start doing more thematic overview programming. So like uh, we have a Lost New York series. So we'll take different topics under that umbrella. Like the Crystal Palace was our first one. The Lost Madison Square Gardens. 
Um, so it's becoming slightly more episodic and more thematic and trying just to move away from catch can like, oh, we need a virtual tour of this because we're running out of stuff to talk about. Or, oh, you know, we're, we're actually being more deliberate about it. Uh, I'm doing an abandoned tomorrow. I'm doing an abandoned Brooklyn talk. So highlighting different spaces around Brooklyn that are still or in differing states of abandonment because people, you know, they love that stuff. They love to see abandoned spaces and you know, the history and the bat cave and Gowanus and all that good stuff. I, I got the email today. I think it was the bat cave. That was the picture of the main picture. Yes, that. It, that, <laughs> bat cave is the future picture. It is. Yes. <laughs> At least I recognize it. Yeah. Justin, would you say that hosting virtual events um, has become a new industry or a segment of a new industry over the last year and a half, instead of just a temporary way to provide the same content that you did before to people, uh, but you know, we couldn't see it because we became, obviously became restricted and how we can go out and, and hang around other people. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of odd that it took a pandemic for us to realize this market exists because I'm sure as you'll hear from your next guest, uh, you know, even if we wanted to go full tilt back into in-person, which we basically have, all of our in-person experiences are back up and running. We now have an obligation to continue virtual programming because I have people in London, I have people in, in Alaska, I have people in Seattle who are still members and who are not gonna be coming to New York once a week for an insider program. So we are continuing to keep virtual programming going for them and uh, it's still attracting people for, you know, people who are no longer mobile or don't travel as much anymore. They, it's, it's a, it's a marketplace. Yeah. I mean, I think, and we have no intention of wrapping it up anytime soon. Well, especially uh, here in New York, uh, which is appropriately called from time to time, the Island at the center of the world. Right. So right. people, uh, uh, if they want to live vicariously, actually now there's a whole new way of doing it. Exactly. What what kind of virtual events ha have you found have been the most popular for Untap New York? Uh, I would say the ones that are secrets of or remnants of or our Lost New York series has been very popular. I think people like to see the juxtaposition between what New York was and what New York is. So our most um, popular program, hands down, was the Fifth Avenue Mansions, the Lost Fifth Avenue Mansions of uh, the Gilded Age. Uh, people are obsessed with that topic, more so than I ever thought. And initially, I, I got into it thinking, well, this is interesting. But, you know, the buildings have history to them, but not, you know, they were built quickly, torn down quickly, built a lot out of greed and, you know, the Vanderbilts and, you know, the Astors and all that stuff. But people love it. It's And then I realized why. Because as I was presenting it, it's like the Kardashians. It's total reality TV for the late 1800s and early 1900s. The way that, you know, the Vanderbilt women all fought with the ass, you know, Mrs. At I was like, oh, yeah, this totally makes sense. So that people love of, that stuff. They love, oh, they love about it. fights and, and intrigue and all that. You know. Once I created it and did it, it was our largest audience to date. Once I created it and did it, then now privately, everybody wants it. I get people uh, private requests to do that to Siri, be quiet. Pri private requests all the time to do that tour. And I'm like, oh, I completely get it now. Um, so things that are very narrative based and things that have this sort of nostalgia for old New York and how it sort of reflects on modern New York, I think, are still very big uh, in the virtual world. Well, that leads me to a, a two part question next. Mm -hmm. um, where do you see virtual events going? And do you think that most people will want virtual events after the pandemic? Obviously, people who live outside New York, this is a way for them to experience the city and, and touring that they wouldn't have been able to do. You think yeah. people who live here are going to still want to, to come to virtual events instead of going to them live after the pandemic? I, and think I hope after the pandemic, we hope, you know, after right, the pandemic. Right. 
Right. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be a balance. I think um, our New York based audience loves to come to virtual book talks and, and more sort of niche New York topics that they might have to like, you know, trudge out to go to like, you know, uh, an event and sit down and get the book. Virtual book talks are great because you just show up in your living room and you'd sit there and you get to talk to the author and listen. Um, I think it's going to be striking a balance between frequency um, and topic. So I think that virtual will live. I think it will live on for a very long time. I think it won't be for us at least as robust. You know, we were offering three to four, sometimes five programs a week. I think we're going to commit to in the future, one solid program a week and one sort of, you know, book talk or something a little bit more niche, uh, a week as well. So that there's, there's availability, but it's not as, um, saturated as it was during the pandemic. Well, now that you've started to do live events in New York for people who are here, have you seen a tapering off of a demand for the virtual events from people who live in New York? Um, I would have to say, talk to me in the fall, because there's always a, a, a lessening of demand in the summer. So into June, we had a very robust virtual program, uh, while, even while people were getting vaccinated. Uh, but then, you know, July and August, when a lot of people sort of go away, it's it's different. It's harder to keep the audience numbers up, although our audience numbers are OK. Um, so I think that now our virtual audience is very different from our live in-person audience. Um, our virtual audience are people who are committed to being virtual because of, you know, they're they're not going anywhere. They're not traveling. They're they're homebound. Um, or they're just interested in something because of the format, whereas our in-person audience has been ready to go on tours since last March and are out and back in the world and, and, and can't wait to go urban explore and do all that stuff. Um, and the nice thing is I've, I've had this happen many times over the past six months. I've had people who've come up to me at tours as I'm checking them in and they go, I am so happy to finally meet you. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? And they're like, I watch you all the time. And I went, oh, I totally forget that's like a thing. Um, so now we're converting a lot of the virtual folks into in-person folks. So it, it, it's, it's working. It's a balance. I think it's, I think it's a good thing. Well, you've become, you're becoming more famous than you were before the pandemic. Justin. It's not even famous. It's just <laughs> the fact that I'm just out there so much. So it's like my face is like it or not. <laughs> <It's everywhere. laughs> How can people find out about your program? So uh, very simple. If you go to Untapped Cities, we're still untappedcities.com. But if you type Untapped New York, it will go to the same place. Um, at, from the base magazine, you can go to Insiders or you can go to untappedcities.com slash insiders to learn more about that program or untappedcities.com slash tours to learn about our public tours. And uh, we're very easy to find and very accessible and, and would welcome you at any time to become a part of our community. Well, I'm glad to be part of it, and I still got to get you. on your Remnants of Penn Station tour. Um, Any, so, you're welcome uh, anytime. Send me the schedule for it. Yes. Um, our first guest on this special about the state of virtual New York tour events a year and a half into the pandemic has been Justin Rivers. Justin is the Chief Experience Officer and Lead Tour Guide for Untapped, Untapped New York. Justin, thanks again for being on the show. Thank you, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to have an equally illuminating and fun conversation with my second guest, who's also been on the show before. Uh, we'll be back in just a moment. Do you feel uninformed about menopause and how it impacts on your life? 
Hi, I'm Pat Duckworth, women's health strategist and host of the Hot Women Rock radio show, empowering women leaders at menopause. Join me every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. UK Time on talkradio.nyc for interviews with inspirational women who will share their top tips to rock your world. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. back. Support for Rediscovering New York comes from our sponsors. Chirag Modi, mortgage strategist at Freedom Mortgage. For assistance in any kind of residential mortgage, Chirag can be reached at 718-210-1167. And support also comes from Jacqueline Hosford Interior Design, specializing in residential and commercial renovation and decorating. Jacqueline can be reached at 347-482-1700. You can like the show on Facebook, and you can also follow me on Instagram and Twitter. My handles on all three are Jeff Goodman NYC. If you have comments or questions, or if you'd like to get on our mailing list, please email me, Jeff at rediscoveringnewyork.nyc. One of the note before we get to our fine second guest, even though Rediscovering New York is not a show about real estate, when I'm not on the air, I'm indeed a real estate agent in our amazing city, where I help my clients buy, sell, lease, and rent property. If you or someone you care about is considering a move into, out of, or within New York, I would love to help you with all those real estate needs. You can reach me and my team at 646-306-4761. My second guest is Corey William Schneider. Corey is the CEO and founder of of the New York Adventure Club, a social events company that organizes special access tours and events in and around New York City for its community of over 20,000 locals. Corey's been on the show before. Corey, it's great to have you back. A hearty welcome back to Rediscovering New York. Thank you, Jeff. I think it's uh, it's been probably over a year, just a little after all the COVID stuff started happening. So it's 
an interesting time since we uh, last spoke. Yes, and happy anniversary. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Thank you. Uh, it's often said that home is where the heart is. Um, you're not from New York originally, are you? But you're here now. Where Where are you from originally? Correct. I'm also a New Jerseyan uh, from a well, small town called Bedminster, New Jersey, in Somerset County of, of New Jersey. So I lived there through high school, went to uh, college in Washington, D.C., and then uh, eventually made my way uh, to New York, where I've been uh, ever since my 10-year New York anniversary is coming up. And uh, no matter how much of New York I've seen, everyone says I'm not a New Yorker until I've lived here for 10 years. So I I'm a native. I disagree with that. I think home's where the heart is. If you're here for two months and this is where your home is, you're a New Yorker. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> of course, uh, Bedminster has also uh, been in our lexicon for the last five years, but we shan't talk about that person's name. That's right. <laughs> That's another conversation. Very interesting uh, experience uh, the last four years. My parents still live there. So. Oh, but you were gone before. Well, the, well, the club had been started, but uh, not the notoriety. That's, you know. that's, that's right. Our little town was uh, transformed, let's say. We should have a subject for another show. That's right. <laughs> another Think of a creative one. name for oh, it. That'll be the bonus uh, bonus <laughs> edition. When did you start the New York Adventure Club for you? Started uh, officially in 2014. Uh, so it, it had been uh, just a Facebook group uh, for a couple months before that. Uh, actually, uh, I was I had written for Untapped. Uh, that's how kind of this this started. Where uh, when I went on this kind of personal journey for a year and a half of exploring exploring the city. Uh, eventually started writing with Untapped, uh, and then uh, you know I was just trying to get my friends and others in, involved and in, in see all these amazing spaces that I was exploring on my own. So I organized a couple of tours, uh, one for one month, uh, and you know decided, hey, I'll write an article about it uh, and see you know and then promote the Facebook group. Say, hey, join New York Adventure Club. And I thought I'd get maybe two or three people at the time, and then uh, you know hundred strangers joined the Facebook group asking how to get a ticket. And, you know, I was literally Googling how to sell tickets online. So very uh, humble be- beginnings. You know, and uh, this uh, bio of yours is a year old. <laughs> so the 20,000 right. uh, people may be, a, may be an old figure. Yeah, time has uh, is, is stopped uh, for the uh, last year and a half. So I have to start to update that. Yeah, no, our, uh, uh, our, our base has grown uh, with, this, with the pivot to virtual back in March of 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. you started the business before the pandemic. Did you host any virtual events, Corey, before the pandemic started or, or were you almost completely, you know, in person live and full disclosure, I've been on New York Adventure Club events. I recommend them highly and I'm looking forward to getting back to live events again. Thank you. Yes. Uh, so it was absolutely all in person. Uh, you know, there wasn't much of a, a, the idea of a virtual event industry or virtual event that you paid a ticket for. That was a foreign concept. Uh, there were definitely stream, you know, streaming that was maybe a complement of a live event. Like, so think like a big concert or something that have a live stream. But as far as a, a virtual event as a standalone product, not, you know, I'm sure it was out there, but there really wasn't an audience for it until everyone was forced online. And so overnight there was a virtual events industry and it was essentially the wild west, you know, and you still see that today. I mean, everyone... Uh, you know, Justin Untapped has a, a different, uh, it's going in a different direction than New York Adventure Club and, you know, and, and any institution or anyone doing virtual events, you know, has their own best practices, has their own uh, strategy. So there's just a lot of moving parts and, you know, we're going to see where the, the dust settles at the end of the day. The pandemic um, 
you know, hit us pretty hard, like a, like a ton of bricks, you know, the second week of March into the third week of March, all of a sudden our world changed, um, changed. When, at what point did you decide that you were going to start putting together virtual events? Was it like right around that time when, you know, like around St. Pat's Day, I keep using that because that was the, to me, that was like the locus of everything stopping, you know, uh, yeah, uh, you know, definitely, it, it happened so quickly, right? I, at the end of February, it seemed okay. We could have a lot of our events, but under maybe under twenty people, right? There started to be these capacity guidelines, and then the next week, it was you know even lower, and it, you know the refunds were were you know refund requests were coming in, uh, and it was it was clear that this you know it was going to go toward a, a full shutdown. So uh, I, I remember a day where I literally. Uh, deleted every, almost every calendar, uh, you know, uh, event in my, in my calendar and all my meetings were, were, were gone. All the events were gone. I just staring at a blank, a blank calendar, which was actually very nice. You know, it was just, you know, it had become very overwhelming with all these events and meetings and just to see, you know, see everything wiped clean. And, and then, it, you know, then I started to think about the next steps, you know, what can I do now? Should I just kind of wait it out or, should I go in a different direction? And, uh, you know, with, with all of those canceled meetings and events, there was a lot of time on my hands and, and also everyone was locked in. So uh, I just decided, okay, well, you know, it seems that, you know, you heard, you heard mentions of zoom uh, and, and, you know, there's, there's some, uh, you know, people doing people doing things on uh, in the virtual realm. So I figured, you know, really that's, uh, you know, I was an in-person events company. That's no more. So I have to figure out what a virtual event for New York Adventure Club means. And so I used that uh, week or two to really kind of figure out what system I wanted to use, what the pricing was going to be. Uh, and I started with, uh, you know, by the second, by the third week of March, we had our, we had our first event and the lowest hanging fruit for our, uh, you know, for our business, uh, we had a lecture series, an in-person lecture series. So I, I, I felt there really wasn't a, a better uh, you know, uh, group of individuals to, to work with and say, Hey, just let's, uh, you know, upload your file, uh, to this, to the webinar platform and let's, uh, let's give it a go there. So it's very kind of exciting, uh, you know, beginning, uh, to, uh, to the new industry. I'm going to ask you about the platform you use a little bit later, but, um, I wanted to ask you to what extent would you say that, uh, hope that producing and hosting virtual events, is a brand new industry instead of just a temporary way to provide the same content that you did before people became restricted and in, in being able to physically connect. Definitely. It's absolutely a new, a new industry. I, I think the, you know, there's a, a lot of people ask, well, you know, are, yeah, are people just going to kind of run away from virtual? It's, you know, virtual has its own audience, right? Maybe the person who loved to do all the in-person tours maybe they weren't so thrilled about the virtual events. However, there were a lot of people who, you know, didn't have uh, the ability to go on that tour, whether physically or ge you know, geographically uh, that were able to, able to join and, and how convenient then, then, then your couch, right. Then your home. And, and even on top of that, you know, we offer a replay for one week. So you don't even have to watch live. I, I'd say the best comparison uh, when you, when you think about the audience is, you know, the people that were going to in-person lectures, that's the sort of audience that, you know, I've been targeting uh, pro predominantly for the virtual because it, you know, in, in almost every way, a virtual lecture 
you know, is, is far superior than in-person lecture. I'm not, and it's uh, versus a lot of people say, oh, is, is it a comparison for a tour? Is it better or worse for a tour? A tour is a separate thing, right? Be- people who go on a tour want to see and, you know, and walk the streets. They want to be there in person, but for, uh, for the virtual, for this, these virtual webinars, uh, people want to learn. They want to, you know, uh, consume a lot of, a lot of information in a, in a short period of time. And so, you know, it's, there's a lot of advantages to be able, be able to sit, you know, at, in your home and, and, and consume this content versus having to, you know, at 6 PM, especially in Manhattan, trying to get to the, the, the lecture hall, uh, you know, fighting against traffic and going through the subway and, and sweating. And then, then you get there and someone's phone's going off and someone's coughing. Right. So you don't have, you know, everyone has a front row seat. So you can have as many people as you want. Everyone has a good experience. And you've put together some fantastic lecture content. What what kind of events would you say, or what lectures would you say have been the most popular at the New York Adventure Club? Say uh, probably two or three different categories. One, anything that's nostalgic. So imagine, so one of our most popular events has been the, the New York World's Fair of 1964-65. Uh, this is an event that a lot of people uh, attended. And, you know, you can't, while... You can visit some of the remnants uh, physically in in Corona, uh, Flushing Meadows Corona Park in in, in Queens. Uh, you know you can't really like relive it while you know there in person because it doesn't really exist anymore. However, that's where uh, a webinar uh, comes in handy because you can bring it back to life, show those show the pictures of of when it was active or videos, uh, and and you know kind of the, stoke those incredible memories that people. Uh, that people had, in addition to people who wanted to learn about it, who, who, who had never been. And, you know, some of these uh, topics have a cult following. I mean, the World's Fair has, you know, uh, many Facebook groups that are very active of people sharing their memorabilia or their stories. So those sort of events. And then on the other side, uh, you know, we have a lot of Gilded Age content. So this is the you know, 1870s and 1910s. Uh, uh, of, of, of the great American wealth, uh, mostly concentrated in in New York, or at least uh, you know a lot of our events do focus on you know on on those stories and and mansions. So you know there, that's a, that has a, an entire sub community as well. And people love the history, of course, and then the, the architecture of these mansions and the drama behind these families. But uh, you know it just has its own you know its own universe of people who really soak that soak that up. And I'm sure the HBO uh, series that's coming out. Well, it's been pushed back again and again, but if it does come out this fall, that's going to just, uh, you know, uh, compound that, that interest. Well, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to continue our conversation with, uh, with Corey William Schneider, who is the founder and CEO of the New York Adventure Club. We'll be back in a moment. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time 
on talkradio.nyc. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. back and to episode 125 of rediscovering new york my second guest on the special program about the state of virtual events in new york a year and a half into covid is Corey william schneider Corey is the founder and ceo of the new york adventure club Corey, let's talk about um some of the events that that may have had a tactile content um lectures of course don't as much but I've actually been to some of your events, um, specifically whiskey tasting. <laughs> uh, right. Actually, that turned into whiskey drinking later on. Um, and by the way, there were great events at the Swedish church, uh, I think on 45th Street. Um, have you been able to adapt anything requiring a physical experience to virtual programming, unlike just a lecture format? Absolutely. Uh, so since we're on the topic of whiskey, uh, so we were able to successfully pivot that uh, those spirit tastings. Uh, so instead of everyone coming to a central location like the Church of Sweden uh, to, to have that whiskey tasting, uh, we instead did it virtually. So the content was, of course, at your computer, uh, but uh, the kits were, were mailed uh, to your front door. So you, you, know, you, you had access to all of those same samples uh, and hope and, no one lifted the package while it was sitting on the front doorstep before you came home. Hopefully not. No, we haven't. We have not gotten a report of that. So maybe you know, I think our our concealing efforts uh, were successful. But you know, in addition to whiskey tastings, we've done everything from you know knitting uh, knitting workshops uh, to I mean, we're uh, on the topic of spirits. We're we're starting a wine uh, wine tasting uh, series, similar you know similar approach. Uh, we did a chocolate tasting, and so. Uh, it's been interesting to, you know, work out all the logistics of, of being, you know, shipping everything and making sure it gets to everyone's, uh, you know, apartment or house on time. But, uh, you know, that's, it's, uh, and that attracts a different audience, right? The, the, the audience that likes to drink whiskey, uh, is going to be very different from the ones who like to learn the history of something. So, uh, and I think that's where a, a large part of the future of, of this sort of, of uh, medium will, will, will go where, you know, you introduce new types of content, you're going to get new types uh, of people. And, uh, you know, the technology is, 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 is finally improving, as we all know, in those early days, 
you know, these platforms were not built for this, the surge of, of demand, but they are, they're finally catching themselves. Uh, they're working properly. Like, you know, uh, they're working, uh, you know, you're not getting dropped all the time, but I think we're going to, in the future, we're going to start, start going to see, start, we're going to start to see platforms uh, that do more and have more functionality to do more, uh, you know, types of games. We've done a murder mystery uh, trivia night uh, virtually. Uh, and some of these events we, we have paused because, you know, the platforms that we use just aren't, aren't there yet to, you know, make it into a, a, a sort of easy process that you, that you want it to be. Well, this leads off to my next question, which is what, what format do you use? What platform do you use for your, for your programming now online for your virtual programming? Yeah. So, you know, in the early days, uh, you know, Zoom uh, catapulted to kind of number one uh, platform for anything virtual. Uh, and, you know, for, uh, you know, when I looked at my business and, and what my needs were, uh, you know, one was simplicity. Uh, I wanted it to be simple for, well, myself or whoever was moderating, as well as the, as the presenters. Uh, another was uh, ticket integrity. So, you know, at that whiskey tasting that you went to, you know, mo- you know which one? Would, I've been to more than one. Of them, <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah, not to name one specifically, but you would, you know, show your ticket at the front door and the, someone would validate it. You would walk in with a platform like Zoom, at least in the early days. Uh, there wasn't a, a one-to-one match. So if you got that that password to that Zoom room, you were in. You could share it, you know, with everyone, and you know, you uh, you could manually, uh, you know, decide who comes into the room. But that's a lot of lot of management. Uh, and so there's some other items that that, that uh, were important to me. But I landed on a, on a web-based webinar platform called LiveStorm, French uh, French company. Uh, and you know, honestly, I've, I've been with with them ever since the very early, the very first webinar was with Livestorm, and I still do uh, all of my events. Now, are there certain types of events that could be better for another platform? Yes. So, I, you know, I have been exploring other platforms for you know for other types of content, like a, a game or trivia, as, as I was mentioning. But for the for the uh, you know, virtual lecture webinar content, uh, you know, I've, it, it has checked the boxes. Uh, to uh, you know, to provide a a you know a, a, a solid, consistent uh, experience that that works. And I'm not saying it's perfect. There's a lot of a lot of the bulk the bulk of the work is is on the back end of the logistics, making sure that when you sign up, when you buy your ticket, that you get that l- unique link to your room. Uh, it took m- many months to get that to get that going. Uh, so it's definitely been a trial by fire because uh, there was, you know, there was, there was no practice. There was no precedent for the virtual. So you just had to figure, you know, figure it out and figure out what works, you know, best for your company. And for my company, Livestorm worked best, but for other companies, you know, there's there now there's a ton of webinar, you know, and virtual event platforms. So it's really uh, expanded. We have a couple of minutes left, Corey. Where do you see virtual events going? And do you think most people will still want virtual events after the pandemic? You know, I'll speak to my to myself and, and my and my audience. Uh, I think there's absolutely a future. I think they, you know, while we absolutely saw a surge, uh, you know, from you know March of last year to probably around April of this year, which is the you know the the the, the end of the uh, end of the of the peak season. Uh, you know, the, the, the appetite is there that the audience is there, right? I, I think a big, a big hurdle, uh, to doing this sort of content before COVID was that not everyone had zoom or not everyone knew how to, you know, uh, use this sort of 
these sort of platforms to watch content. The idea was kind of foreign, actually. Now that people have gotten used to it, uh, you know, there, there's been an audience attracted to it, the audience that is, loves to sit down and watch uh, an educational program. So I can only see that growing. And so, you know, as far as where we want to go with that, uh, a lot of our a lot of our content has focused on the New York area. Um, you know, we've broadened out broadened out to other you know topics that have nothing to do with New York. Uh, but now we're trying more focused uh, virtual content. Uh, so, for example, we're doing a whole series of of London events. Uh, so, you know, we're working with a different uh, array of uh, London guides to bring all these different niche London uh, experiences to your uh, to your screen. Oh, wow. How can people find out about the New York Adventure Club offerings? Uh, also outside New York, the London ones sound really exciting. Yes, uh, they can visit adventureclub.com. I'll take us take the main page and you'll see at the top, you can select either virtual events or in person. So we ha- we did restart our in-person events back in May. So, uh, you know, up to you, which ones you want to pick. And some events we do on both uh, in-person and virtual. So you can do both. <laughs> Excellent. Well, Corey, thank you so much for being back on the show. It's great to see you, even though we're not face-to-face. And uh, I look forward to actually coming to a live event again before too long. Our second guest on this special program about the state of virtual New York events a year and a half into COVID has been Corey William Schneider. Corey is the founder and CEO of the New York Adventure Club, which actually you can reach at adventureclub.com. It may not only be New York, but also London and probably some other places in the near future. Um, Well, if you have comments or questions about the show, or if you'd like to get on my mailing list, please email me, jeff at rediscoveringnewyork.nyc. You can like us on Facebook. And also follow me on Instagram and Twitter. I'd like to thank our sponsors again for tonight. Chirag Modi, mortgage strategist at Freedom Mortgage, and Jacqueline Hosford, interior design. One more thing before we sign off. I'm Jeff Goodman, a real estate agent at Brown Harris Stevens in New York City. And whether you're selling, buying, leasing, or renting, my team and I provide the best service and expertise in New York City real estate. To help you with your real estate needs, you can reach us at 646-306-4761. Our producer is Ralph Sturrier. Our engineer this evening is the great Emily Schulman. Emily, great to have you back. Thanks for being here. Our special consultant is David Griffin of Landmark Branding, who is no stranger to both Corey and uh, to Justin. Stay tuned at 8 p.m. right here on talkradio.nyc for Coffee Talk XL with Kevin Barbaro. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you next time. you know that nearly one in five adults in the U.S. battles mental illness? Hi, my name is Albert Dabba. I'm the host of the show Extra Innings. Extra Innings, I discuss the topics of wellness, mental health, and the experience of surviving multiple suicides within my family. Listen live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern to Extra Innings for discussions with sports figures, artists, mental health professionals, and many others. That's Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? 
I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Have you ever thought of reinventing yourself? Are you looking to create a new life's journey? Hi, I'm Kevin Barbaro, host of Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 5, 8 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live to hear me and my guests from a variety of different backgrounds. As a former college coach and a current full-time actor and owner of multiple companies, my show is as eclectic as my life. That's Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 